our next guest is going to be Michelle Fernandez. Michelle is a brief spouse. She started an organization called Soaring Spirits, which is an absolutely amazing organization for people who've lost a partner. She does wonderful conferences a couple of times a year, uh, and she is just an amazing person for spouse loss and partner loss. You can go to Soaring Spirits. Oh, well, thank you. I was a certified personal trainer when my husband died. And I spent a lot of time helping people uh, heal their physical bodies. Uh, a lot of times, especially in personal training, one of the things that you do is help people recover from injuries. Um, and one of my specialties was helping people recover from uh, injuries as well as um, manage their day-to-day -day life with any of the limitations that they may have had physically. So what's interesting about this is that it ended up being a perfect segue for the grief work that I would do later when my husband was killed in a cycling accident. He was uh, super fit and he was um, an inspiring track coach for uh, many young athletes. So he and I spent uh, most of our time really in the, in the world of physical um, events and training and coaching and so, when he died, uh, I, first of all, was, was thrust, right, as, as all of us have been, into the world of grief, which was an unknown entity for me. And uh, suddenly, the things that normally would move someone forward when it comes to their physical you know, self and the, and the personal training I was doing, um, it was not something that could be fixed by lifting a weight so many times. It was not something that could be fixed by doing a certain exercise. It was not something that could be changed. And I think for me, the adaptation to learning that I needed to approach grief in a different way than I approached my personal training life took some time to get used to. But eventually what came to light was that a lot of the experiences and the understandings and truths that I had learned about personal training really did actually apply to grief. And, and I want to talk to you a little bit today about how, especially because recognizing that during this time um, that is just unprecedented in the world in so many different ways, I think that many of us are finding that our grief is coming up. And let me just tell you that one of the ways that your grief will tell you that it is returning to you to, to ask for attention is in your physical body. So what I didn't realize at first was that my really strong feelings of grief were coming through in physical ways that were unknown to me prior to my husband's death. And I was a person who ate on a time clock. I was a person who ate specific foods and who had goals with both nutrition and, and with my um, exercise. And so when Phil died, uh, because his death was sudden, you know, one day I was personal training and the next day I was planning a funeral. And what I noticed, actually it took me a couple of days, but here's what happens for me, is that when I was personal training and I was on this very strict diet, my body knew when it was time to eat. So if I waited past the time when it was time to eat, I would get a headache. And what I 
realized about three or four days after Phil's death was that I'd hardly eaten anything and I didn't have a headache. And it was the weirdest realization. And the reason I tell you this is that what I didn't recognize was that the trauma that I had experienced emotionally was blocking out my physical cues that was telling me what my body needed. And I want to bring this up for two reasons. The first is that if you're early in your grief experience, I want to remind you that helping your physical body have what it needs to be well is one first step towards helping you have what you need to be well emotionally. Here's what happens. You're crying. You're probably not drinking as much water as you normally would. You are feeling every emotion so, so intensely that your body might respond with headaches. It might respond with um, what in the widowed world we call widow brain, but I know that it, in any griever experiences that muddled thinking that happens where you're suddenly unable to multitask, where you wonder where you put the car keys. Um, it, it, this muddled thinking is connected to the trauma, emotional trauma that you're feeling that's coming out for you physically. And so imagine that if you are struggling with really strong emotions that are coming out physically, and then you're not giving yourself any water, you're not eating regularly, and you are not moving at all, all of the things that your body needs for general health are, are not there. And in their absence, your body is actually feeling the physical effects of neglect while you are managing the emotional impact of your trauma. So I just wanna let that settle for a minute. Remember that you've got a huge emotional impact that relates to your grief. And then you may also have the absence of physical care that so often happens because we're just not thinking about it. And like I said, I was a person who would get a headache one hour after I was supposed to eat. And for days, I didn't have any physical connection to the fact that I wasn't eating well. Now, what happens for us is that when we are in another state of trauma, and for many people right now, they're dealing with higher level of anxiety. Perhaps you're dealing with a higher level of fear. You may be desperately missing someone that you love who would have been a comfort to you during this time. You may be missing milestones. Perhaps you've even um, had to not be able to be present with someone you love who has died during this time where we're unable to be physically together. So all of those things are happening at, and bring up for you a new level of grief. Now, you may not notice it initially because you're thinking, let's say your grief experience, my grief experience has been 15 years. My husband died 15 years ago. So maybe you've been living with your grief for some time and you think to yourself, you know, why am I suddenly getting all these headaches? You know, why am I so tired? I don't understand why I don't feel well. I just want to remind you that our grief comes sometimes first through our bodies. And when our grief comes through our bodies, it's your grief telling you, I need some attention. And so in this time where we're living with a new level of trauma, it may be bringing up the grief feelings from your grief experience, no matter how long it's been since your grief experience began. And for those of you who are early in your grief experience, you have this added level in the world of what's happening. 
And I will say that for some time, sometimes in your early grief experience, you're more separate from what's going on in the world because your own world has been so greatly impacted. But for sure, what you feel emotionally is played out in your body. For each one of us, that happens in a different way. Maybe you don't get headaches. Maybe you're not able to sleep. Maybe you're sleeping more than you ever did. Maybe you have, you know, never experienced depression or anxiety and suddenly you have anxiety attacks and are struggling with feelings of darkness. So it plays out for everyone in a different way. Sometimes people actually get physical aches in their muscles and they're thinking, what's wrong with me? And you, and you think to yourself, you know, I would never apply that to grief. But I tell you that grief is felt not only in one part of your body, but from head to toe throughout. And so I wanna just spend a couple of minutes talking about the ways that we can care for ourselves during times of early grief, to middle grief, to later grief, to renewed grief, which I'd say is what all of us are making our way through right now as a global community. So first of all, self-care begins small. So you may not think that making sure you drink five, eight ounce glasses of water a day is important. But I promise you that if you start paying attention to your water intake, it will make a difference. I know, it doesn't make any sense. You don't think that drinking water is associated with grief, but I'm telling you that as every time we give our body what it needs physically, we allow ourselves just a little bit more energy to be able to work with what we are managing emotionally. So by taking care of our physical selves, we allow those feelings to be held within our body, but not trapped there. So the next piece of that equation is moving. Now, I recognize that moving could mean anything for anybody, but this is what I know. My years of personal training taught me that anybody can move. Whether you are sitting in a chair, whether you are moving, any level of movement for you, whatever that is, is a first step towards allowing your body to process what's happening emotionally by physical movement. Now, I wanna just say that this could be any kind of physical movement. You don't have to go to a gym. Obviously, right now, we're not going to the gym. And let's just address that quickly. Maybe you are a person who manages your grief by regularly going to the gym. And suddenly, your gym access has been completely cut off. What can you do? I want to point you to the million videos that are online that will help you do at-home workouts because that really can, you can do a 100% uh, body weight workout and be able to sweat, be able to build muscle, be able to maintain the strength that you have by just doing a workout at home. And I know that people may get tired of looking at videos, but if you are able to move you can do yoga. This might be a great time to try a new type of exercise that's available to you online. The reason I point you in this direction is that there's exercises of every type for every fitness level with all kinds of ways that you can adapt for anything you may be struggling with. And so I've seen everything from chair yoga to um, meditations that would center you and actually be able to use your body while meditating to full-on workouts that you would be able to do at the gym um, using things that you can find in your home. So movement is one of the ways that we can process 
the strong emotions that are in our body. The third thing is um, associated with your body, but not about personal training. Um, it's sleep. So I'm curious to hear how many of you have had sleep interruptions lately, um, whether it's that you can't turn your mind off, if it is that you are finding yourself sleeping more because you're at home more and you're a little concerned about whether you're um, sleeping more than you should. So we really absolutely need sleep in order to be able to process everything that's happening. And I know many of you have processed you know, emotion during dreams, but being able to shut your mind down and allow that space is a really big part of taking care of yourself physically. I'd like to recommend the Calm app if you're struggling with sleep. Um, Soaring Spirits International, as Gloria said, that's the organization that I run. We do offer some sleep meditations, so um, you can find those on our website, soaringspirits.org. There's also essential oils that you can uh, access. There's tons of information online in regards to all of that. I think that there is a different answer for every person in regards to sleep, but that it is worth working on if you're struggling with sleep because your body does need that time to shut down. I also know that many people work through their grief in body work, so massage. And clearly in many places, massage is not available right now unless you happen to live with a massage therapist. And if you do, I'm very envious. Um, but I wanna point out that there is body work that can be done with small tennis balls. Anything that you have at home that's small and round and has a little bit of give, you can put on the door behind you and just roll out your shoulders. So literally stick that ball right behind you, lean up against the wall and kind of just roll in, paying attention to how your body responds to that. But it is a small substitute for some of the body work that you may be doing. Because again, all of that emotion is held within our bodies. And the ways that we can find to release that physically allow us also to be in the moment and process the emotion, but also give our bodies a space for letting it go. A lot of times in our early grief, we fall into the habit of not taking care of our physical selves. And what happens then is we build on that by continuing to not take care of ourselves, and that becomes our coping techniques, right? So let me give you an example. Early in grief, I wasn't eating on a regular schedule. And what that's called is disordered eating. So that means you might eat breakfast at 7 a.m. and maybe you didn't eat dinner till 11 p.m. Well, your body has got a very long distance to go between 7 a.m. and 11 p.m. and all the while processing emotionally, all the while needing the energy that's going to come from your body, but not being able to get the food that would provide the physical energy that you need. And so disordered eating is just one of the many coping techniques that sometimes end up becoming something where you fall into this odd habit that at first feels normal for the people around you. But before you know it, it's been a year or three years or five years, and you're still in the process, this habit of disordered eating. So eating on a regular schedule, eating small healthy meals on a regular schedule is just one small way that you can support yourself during grief. Every small step you take towards taking care of yourself is, go, your physical self is going to help you emotionally. I want to just remind all of us that as we're walking into a world that's completely different from that, what we are used to now, is bringing up for us 
all kinds of new feelings of anxiety, perhaps, or fear, or, or re-engaging uh, re us in our grief, we're going to feel that in our bodies. So in order to take care of ourselves, take that one step, just one small step each day, water, move. If you're able to get some sunshine, get some sunshine, definitely get some sleep. Each one of the small things you can do to take care of your physical self is going to help you manage. I've learned that it helped me to help others, to know I'm not the only one, put one foot in front of the other, find a life. Adding hope to the darkness, you start on the trip to recovery. Reach deep down inside and say, I am gonna live on. We laugh, we cry, and remember. Hope without action doesn't work. Hope with action can change the world. We always say, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours.